Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing Sumbrum, which is a game set in a dark, bleak, and mysterious fantasy world. This game may include topics or events that some listeners may find uncomfortable or triggering. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news on the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... I want to do a ritual. Alright. And what ritual are you doing? I am doing... Uh, familiar. Okay. Which familiar, I guess? Um, I mean, they really only give, like, one stat. Yeah. I guess so you're not doing the flame familiar, you're doing the normal familiar, right? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm doing a regular familiar. Yeah. An animal. So yeah, it is a beast. Yeah. I'm not sure what kind of beast. Uh, just as a, a friendly... Yeah, what is Roa's be- what is Roa's familiar, I guess? What size are these things? What are the stats for them again? Okay, so Oh, they have tusk. Alright, so I'm guessing it's like a boar or something. That makes sense, yeah. I'm gonna call up like instead of a boar, can it be like a stag? Yeah, I'll let it be a stag. That makes sense. Alright. That's what I want to do. So how do you miss, like, do, is there any role associated with the ritual? Or do I just, I just have to have the time. You have to have the time, yeah. Rituals take some time to pull off, and the corruption system only really matters so long as you're in combat and it's kind of adding up quickly. Assumably when you're mm-hmm. kind of out doing it in a ritual, you have time to, it's just kind of, it happens. You have time to let it dissipate over time, and yeah, so okay. what does this ritual look like when you're doing it? So, um, being self-taught, it looks more like Roa is just walking a circle in the wood, like, it wouldn't be so much the woods, but anywhere she could find, like, just off the road, like, a little ways off the road. So, she goes a ways off the road. Fully surrounded by nature, if you will. Yeah. She goes a ways off the road and just walks in a circle um, seemingly out of random, picking up like pebbles as she was walking out there, and now she's just laying pebbles in a circle. Uh, and then just sits. Um, pricks her finger with uh with her knife. Um, and then just seems to hold it out, and um, starts like. Humming to herself, 
Um, there's no like runes like a, a you know a wizard would use, and there's no real like you know crazy witchcraft stuff going on. This is very much just like she's just sitting in a circle that she created uh, with a prick finger, just humming yeah. a, a tune to herself. Yeah, makes sense. So she's doing this. The rest of you are are you watching this? Are you trying to get some sleep? Are you just ignoring the crazy woman doing this stuff? What do you? What's the reaction to this? I guess. Honestly, I think Goran's falling asleep already. I'll buy that. Did we determine a watch order? You did not. No. Okay, so I guess she's taking first watch. Yeah. Okay, then I guess. I mean, I wouldn't find the. We- I don't think uh, Skustmer would find the weird to be that weird. No, not necessarily. So, yeah. Yeah. So he'd just potentially, you know her up to see exactly what she try to figure out exactly what she's doing and then just decide he's you know also going to yeah. get some shut eye Goran will take the the latest watch the morning watch so sure. he can sleep now out like a rock does Roa know she has first watch <laughs> probably not she comes first back and everyone's asleep um, <laughs> our first watch late, is going to be like, a disorganized one yeah, she's normally a late, um, stays up late. Seems to like the night more than she does the day. Sure. Just by preference. So always will gladly take the first watch. Stout got a reaction to the ritual going on, or just kind of watching it like, okay, this is what people do? Yeah, I was going to say that he probably doesn't have a good grasp on what it might mean. He just sort of assumes it's a nuance of not being an ogre. Yeah. And this is what non-ogre people do. <laughs> yeah. I'll believe it. Yeah, so first watch passes uneventfully. Um, who had second watch? That will take second watch. All right. Just going to say whoever she wakes up. Yeah, so Stout, give me a vigilant check. <laughs> I like Stout. I'm probably waking up next. Failure, 12, attribute, 17 roll. Yeah, so maybe you hear some rustling, but nothing kind of obvious comes to the camp. Um, nothing bad's around you. It's You can kind of see for miles. Maybe it's just the wind kind of whipping through some leaves or some grass or something. It's it's nice, though. Maybe a little bit spooky. Maybe a little bit kind of lonely. You're potentially only people for quite some distance. But yeah, no, your watch passes. Nothing terrible happens to you. Uh, up next, I believe that means it is... Skutzmer. Uh, Customer, sorry. Skutzmer. Skutzmer, sorry. Now, if you do the same thing, give me a vigilance check. Sure. 8 out of 14 success. Yeah, so kind of slowly working its way in towards you, you see an animal. It's long, it's kind of on the tall side. You're pretty sure it's a deer of some kind or something, but. You're not really sure where it came from, and that's weird, but also you just saw someone doing something weird before you kind of took your uh, took your rest, so you feel pretty confident they're related, and it doesn't look dangerous to you necessarily. It's slowly making its way kind of towards you over time. It's not rushing directly at the camp. But yeah, you kind of observe this thing kind of slowly. Maybe it's spiraling in. Maybe it's kind of slowly just circling at a distance, but yeah, no. Last but not least, Gorin. 
So your watch, give me another vigilant check. Failed. 19 out of 10. Yeah, so, uh, Scutzmer mentioned this whole deer thing, and you're like, yeah, who cares? It's a deer. And maybe you nod off as part of your ship, and you wake up, and the deer is just standing there, kind of at attention next to Roa when everyone wakes up the next morning. So I just kind of half wake up and see the deer and <laughs> kind of look befuddled at it. It's looking at you judgily. <laughs> of course it is. Um, I of course I'm not did. surprised, but okay. Doubt ah. asks if he can pet it. So, Roa, does your familiar have a name? Um, Marthal. Marthal? Yeah. All right, so you're, you're familiar with Marthal's return to you? Um, I, you know, basically just run up Hug it. Yeah. I I turn to everybody and go, this is Marthal. He'll be coming with us. So we're playing as a pet deer. How's everyone else reacting to that? Obviously, Stout wants to pet the deer, as we've established, but everyone else's reaction. Can I uh, ride it? You can't. All right, I thought I'd ask. Can I ride you? I don't know that that would work very well. Yes, exactly. Now, don't ask dumb questions. It's got four legs, and I've got one. Oh, I'm sorry. Did not realize the amount of legs determine your rideability. No, but he's actually right here. Most things you ride have four legs. Yeah, so because of all this kind of conversation, Yarkin kind of emerges from the... Cart looks around at all of you, looks at the deer. Was that here last night and I just missed it? Did one of you go hunting or something? Oh no, Mithar came hunting for us. I- I'm sorry, what? He's my friend. More like a brother. I have a changeling with a deer for a brother. In my employ. Oh god, and he kind of mumbles to himself and goes back inside the cart and prepares to move out for the morning. Here's some kind of clashing and some banging and stuff like that. And want to try and look in while he's doing stuff or no? Nah? Yeah, sure. Alright. Vigilant. Uh, you need to do that sneaky stuff first, though. Quick. Um, no, there should be a... Uh, What's the stat for that again? Sorry. There should be one that's kind of like stealthy. Discreet? Discreet, Discreet yes. That's what I was thinking of. I'm thinking of the exact name. Four out of ten success? Yeah, so you kind of sneak around to the card. He's left the back open. Um, he's moving stuff around. And you see that he does indeed have... It's definitely a map. It definitely looks old. And it definitely does not have what you think of as normal markings or writing on them. And he's kind of he's kind of folding it up and putting it into what looks almost like a small stone chest of some kind or something. He puts that in and kind of like the map goes into that and then kind of the strange it's like six inch long by two inch wide stone thing. It almost looks like a bookmark or something. He puts that into and kind of puts the lid back on it. And you kind of 
before he turns around, you kind of sneak away on that. Now, yeah, you you, you see this, and if you had to guess, that's probably what he's been referring to as his map of some kind. But as you were observing, he's definitely hiding it inside of the cart. Like, he's making a big effort to make sure other people can't find it, you, anyone else, or something like that. You're not quite sure why the discretion, given that you kind of work for him, but hey, weirdness ensues. All right, yeah, so you kind of get prepared to break camp, and you do, nothing weird happening again. You kind of continue on. The day goes by, nothing especially weird happens. Um, maybe you see some kind of wolves run by, or some other wild animals. Maybe you see some other deer. Is uh, Martholomew just kind of tracking along, or sorry, Marthal just like walking along beside the cart through all of this? I'll have him basically what do you call it? Outriding, you know, like circling sure. around us. Uh, both checking before and after us. Makes looking sense. for danger. Yeah. Day passes, nothing bad happens. It's a long day of riding, though you're probably a tad sore by the end of it. Uh yeah, same kind of repeat of the same thing. The the watch goes through, nothing weird happens necessarily, and it's the next day then. And so about halfway through the day, you find yourself approaching. It's kind of a it's a small forest of sorts. Like you've been still kind of leading up to it. It's you're kind of going down into like a valley or a gorge of some kind. You've been still kind of traversing downhill a little bit as you've been moving for the last hour or so. And this is kind of like it's not Davacar. It's not like the full thicket of trees or anything like that. It's just kind of a small forest. It'll take an hour or two to pass through. And near kind of a kind of jagged part of this down incline is an overturned cart. As you kind of get close to this, Yarkin kind of stops his cart and leaps out and runs towards the cart. Like, not talking to you at all kind of thing. Can I, yeah, can I grab him before he does this, or is he just... Give me a quick. Okay. My quick's not great, but... Nope. I go, I, I try to grab him, you know, out of caution, but he, uh, he slips through my hands. I'm going to try. Can I try as well? No. Yeah, go for it. I got a really bad quick, but I'm identifying this as like a highwayman situation. Oh, five out of five. Success. Yeah, so as he's leaping out of the cart, like, so you managed to grab like part of his coat or something, and he kind of swings because uh, his momentum is stopped kind of hard into the side of the cart. What are you doing, Gorin? I, I'm going to go see if they need help, or maybe they have some supplies or something we can take. Uh, we, only, we have a couple more days. Of traveling, and well, we're. If you hadn't noticed, you haven't been eating a lot lately because I don't have a lot of food for you. Uh, what, what gives? This is prime ambush situation. Scope it out, but. It just goes around. Do you see any ambush? Like, I, I see trees and rocks and a lot of nothing. It is still a highway. I'm telling you, just proceed carefully. Don't just go running around. Like eyes at you. Fine. Hey, Stout, why don't you go check out the cart over there? Okay. Stout walks to the cart. Yeah. Tries to lift it up, see if there's anything under it. If you want to give me a strong, we can see if you can lift it. Okay. 12 out of 15. Success. Nice, yeah. So you kind of lift the cart back onto its correct orientation, and... Nah, whoever, whatever happened to the cart has been picked clean, and it's been there for a little while. Like, when you lift it up, the indentation in the ground is 
pretty sizable. It's been there for a chunk of time. It's sunk into the ground some. There's maybe some remnants of some boxes about or something like that, but yeah, no, nothing worth kind of grabbing. And good old Yarkin looks at you. See? Nothing. Just an overturned cart. What are you so paranoid about? Out confirms that in his mind, everything seems okay. Nothing weird here. Sure. Looks good, everybody. Good job, Stout. Unlike some of the rest of you, you understand you understand what's at stake at this. Just saying, that's the kind of behavior that'll get you killed in Davikar. Yes, and that's why you're going in and not me. It was just a cart. I, I get it. You fancy yourself some ranger of some kind of the Queen's Guard or whatever. But I know an overturned cart when I see an overturned cart. Fair enough. I'll give it to you this time. You should. Yes, you start kind of making your way into the forest. It's slow going. The road in there is not as good. It doesn't have time to dry. It's not quite as well trampled. But you keep passing kind of slightly weird stuff. Like you occasionally find like a smashed box or something. And you'd guess about kind of two thirds of the way, three quarters of the way through the forest, you come across. Not one, not two, but four kind of abandoned, smashed up, overturned carts. And kind of the wreckage of some boxes and other stuff just kind of strewn about the road some. Okay. Yeah. Um, has Midthar detected anything? What is. Uh, can you give me a roll for his um, vigilance? Actually, this is going to be our first opposed role, or opposed kind of where the system works. Yeah, so what makes uh, uh, Sumbarim different from other games is I, as the game master, don't roll anything. So give me a a vigilant check at minus three. Okay. So Can I also? Yes. Uh, anyone wants to roll, give me a minus three on this. I'm just going to roll a d20. Um, at a minus three, he's at a seven. Yep. Well, so, and the familiar should have its own stat block, right, for the vigilant? And yes. Um, Ithar has his own stats. But I rolled a three under seven. Yeah, you're good then. You got it. Yeah, I'm just making sure you're rolling against his stats because he has independent stats from you. <laughs> yep. All right, cool. So, yeah, uh, moving through the woods. Marthal did figure uh, did pick something up as well as looks like um Stout managed to spot something as well um as well as uh Gorin. Yeah. Yeah. So you all see kind of moving in the woods humanoid figures. Now they're 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 not tall enough to be elves or something really dangerous and yeah, you feel pretty confident that your guess about uh, this being a highwayman operation or highway point is pretty accurate at this point. These are most likely robbers. What are um? What is uh Marthal's quick and what is his? What's his oh. quick? I guess to start. His quick is thirteen. And what is his um vigilance? His vigilance is ten. All right, that's perfect. All right, so we're now in combat. Um, you kind of see these uh, figures moving around in the woods around you kind of thing. If you had to guess, there's 
three or four of them, maybe more. It's kind of hard to make them out exactly. But Stout, you are up first. With a quick of 15, you're the fastest thing in this encounter. So fast. Yeah. Um, well, Stout wants to start by lighting up his hammer with his witch, witch hammer power. Okay. So you're going to dip right into that? You're going to go right to the right to witch hammer? Yep. All right, so doing that... No, that totally makes sense. It's terrifying. An ogre with a flaming hammer? That sounds like nightmare fuel. Absolutely. So I need to see a 1d4 roll out of you. So whenever you do something like this, you're going to take a little bit of corruption. You have no corruption right now, so you should be fine. It's an automatic thing. There's no kind of check to see if this happens. Let's see that 1d4. Three. All right, so you have three corruption. What? So And your threshold or kind of your... Yeah, your threshold. If, so the way the corruption works is it builds up over time. You should have zero for permanent corruption as of right now. And there should be a temporary corruption thing on your sheet. What is your threshold? Yep. It should be your resort. Um, Seven. All right, cool. Then you're fine. Yeah. Do I put the three in temp? Yes. Okay. And what's the... There's like a button to the left of that and a value. I'm not sure. Oh, dice D4. For corruption rolling. I see. Okay, I just did it with a normal dice the first time. Yep, no, it's fine to do it either way. Yep. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Let's put three right, so in yeah. temporary corruption. And uh, the second, for my check, your resolute is seven. Your threshold should be four then, correct? My resolute is 13. Oh, my right. threshold is seven. Yep, All right, I did my math totally wrong. Then yes, that makes a lot of sense. All right, cool. Yeah, so you now have a flaming sword, or you have a flaming, not sword, a flaming hammer. It's kind of lighting the space around you. What are you going to do with your other action? Um, I think I'm going to just try to run up to at least one of the enemies. Do we know right. when we just see them? Do we know where they are? Yeah, you can see, you have a, good, a rough idea of where they're at. Yeah, I'll just try to go up to one that looks like he's close. Yeah. They're moving around the kind of periphery of all this. Works for me. Next up. So one of the figures, a little bit bigger, kind of moves into view a little bit more. Kind of looks like you see him looking at all of you and he's going to charge into the clearing. He's wielding two, he's wielding an axe in one hand, a sword in the other. Uh, He's human as best you can tell. Kind of, he's moving through the clearing towards you. Doesn't quite have enough speed to get to you just yet, but he's completely rushing towards any one of you at this point. It's too far away to kind of get a full guess on exactly how far away he is. But all right, cool. So next up is Marthal. What's he gonna do? She what? Uh, Marthal is um. You said they're charging towards us, right? Yeah, at least he is the. One you've seen emerge is charging towards you. One of them is? Yeah. Uh, he's going to basically try to intercept him and like run cool. towards him and gore him. All right. So let us see. So that will be, I'm assuming it's an accurate for your deer for rolling attacks. Yep. All right. So there's and... no pluses or minuses. So this is just a straight defense. It's a straight attack roll. So let's see that. All right. He's got to roll 11 or less. He rolled a five. All right. And let's. Yep, let's, so what's he do for damage? It says Tusk 1d6 short. Well, right. should be home. So just roll 1d6? Yep. Roll a 5, that's pretty high. 
That is pretty good for that. Yeah, so that hits hard into this individual, and he kind of like lets out a swear as he's saying that, like, son of a bitch deer! Who, who the hell brings a deer to a fight? And he actually, so, do you want to do extra damage to him, or do you want to knock him over? I want to knock him over. Alright, cool, yeah, so uh, you yeah, do that. You intercept him. Yeah, so you managed to exceed his pain threshold, or get to his pain threshold more accurately. So yeah, he is knocked to the ground, uh, he's very confused by this. He's been attacked by a deer. <laughs> this is the guy with the sword and the axe in the yep. open. Yep. And now kind of the rest of the figures are going to emerge from the woods. And four figures, each kind of clad similar to the individual you just met. Uh, as I said about, boss, are, are you okay? That deer can hit you really hard. And as they're kind of moving, they all... Um, so. It's four of you, and there's four of them, so everyone give me a defense at plus four roll. Okay. Wait, oh, defense. Okay, yep. so I hit the little shield. There's a little golden shield on the yep. character sheet. Okay. And then I just type in four. Yep. Four and six out of six. Why is my defense only seven? Well, because your speed is bad. It should be plus four, oh. though, so. Uh, so that actually makes sense. What's your armor? What's like, what, you're wearing medium armor, so it's probably a negative two or three that puts you down starting at... Yeah, if you're... What's your speed? So my speed is... Like, my quick? Yeah, yeah you're quick. It's five, and I have right, negative two on the light armor. So, so three, three plus four gives you that seven. <laughs> yeah, you have a very bad defense roll. Well, I still got six, so yeah. I missed. <laughs> yeah. All right, so the good news is... 13 out of 11, so I failed. 14 out of 12. All right, so in the case of uh, Scotsmer, you're going to take... Uh, you get hit four. You mentioned you get one point of damage, so you take two points of damage. And in the case of Roja, the kind of thrown weapon just kind of glances harmlessly off your gear. Yeah, so these guys mean business. Where do I record the damage? There should be a con- there should be a tough area. Toughness. Okay, so it's his max. It's his max ten. So I should drop it down to eight. You said I took yep. two, right? Yep. It's his pain threshold five. Yeah. So for reference, yeah. So if we exceed the pain threshold, you take extra damage or get knocked over. That's kind of up to my discretion at that point. But yeah. So these throwing weapons only do three points of damage. So you can kind of keep that in your mind for going forward. Yeah, so they do that, they kind of hit you with this volley of thrown kind of makeshift stone weapons or kind of axes or something small kind of thing. Which means it's now Skitzmer's turn. Okay. Um, how many of them are there? Four of them. Four of them. Plus the guy on and the ground. Plus the guy on the ground. Uh, and are they all essentially, like, do any of them... Who hit me? We'll say bandit number three, for lack of a better phrase. Okay. Pick a bandit. I'm going to curse him. All right. And what does cursing him do? Once per turn, the mystic's dark glare automatically gives an enemy a second chance to fail all success tests meant to affect the mystic. Roll twice. The action fails if one of the tests is a failure. This effect is ongoing until the mystic fails a resolute test. And this is an ability, correct? Yeah. Is it considered a mystic ability or is it just an ability ability? 
I think it's a mystic ability. All right, so let's do that 1d4. One. All right, so I take one point of corruption for that. But yeah, so this guy's hit with this curse. He's got the evil eye upon him, if you will. You got to move it all. You just got to kind of stand there and glare at him. Can I shoot at him? No, because you did the uh, glare thing. Let me double check on that real quick. I'm pretty sure it's just a it says, movement. It says free ability oh, action. Oh, yeah, no, totally, that's a free action. My bad. You can totally shoot at him then. Nice. I'm going to shoot at him. Okay, so I'm going to take this. Sorry, hang on. Make sure I gave you the right. Make sure I gave you all the information for that. Um, shooting a normal bandit, so that is yeah, plus four to the roll. Okay, plus four to what I'm trying to roll under. Yeah. So okay, in this so case, I, you'd be I, rolling an eighteen. Right, and I rolled a ten. Can I just keep it? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, damage six. All right. He is knocked down as well. Oh, damn it, I should have shot somebody else. Do you want to do more damage, or do you want to knock him over? Your choice. Let's knock him over. All right. Yeah, so he is knocked to the ground as well. That hit him hard, too. When you do an amount of damage that equals their pain threshold, then you get to either choose more damage or knock down? Yeah, like a brutal attack, almost. Okay. Yep. All right, so that guy's knocked down. Roha, you're up. All right. Well, I'm going to, like, return the favor of them throwing things at us by throwing things at them. All right. I am going to mind throw. Um, basically, I use objects surrounding, basically rocks, and um, I make a, uh, a resolve uh, against their test um that's their what oh wait no that's if i use the shield block gotcha with just the thrown objects um oh it's resolve dash quick all right so it's a resolve against their quick that makes sense um so okay yeah no modifier for that because it's a normally have a basic quick so give me a 1d4 because you're using an ability Using a magical okay. ability. I, I'm assuming it's yeah. a mystical ability, right? Yes. Alright. So 1d4. I'm gonna take max corruption. Like a boss. Have you hit your threshold yet? Where do I record corruption at? There should be next to corruption. There should be temporary, permanent, and your threshold. Ooh, okay. So where do I put this at? This is temporary. So four temporary. Yep. Any uh, so any damage or any um, any corruption taking during combat is temporary unless it's not. And that's typically when you kind of overflow your threshold. Okay. All right. Cool. So let's see the hit for that. So I succeed with a oh, five, yeah. which is under my fifteen. So this does one d eight damage. All right. Let's see that damage. Which I rolled a five. Excellent. He doesn't quite get knocked over, but it's a hell of a hit you put on him. He definitely felt that as it thudded into his armor. Goran, you're up. So three of the four bandits have been attacked. I'll attack the fourth with my crossbow. Yep. Three of the five bandits. So you got the guy that came in first, and you got four additional bandits. Sorry, I should have been more clear about that. So the last remaining standing one, I guess. Yeah, there's two standing. There's 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 two on the ground... 
three are standing at this point. One of them's been hit. The guy on the ground's been gored by a deer and hit. The other guy on the ground has been hit a little bit. All right. Yeah. One of the one of the two remaining standing ones. All right. I rolled a seven out of fourteen. You got a plus four on that, so why? Because they have a defensive plus four. It's a modifier. It's so the way this game works is rather than having kind of an EAC or a, a kind of an armor seal you have to beat, they give you a plus or a minus on how you'd hit them. So you get a plus four. So you're actually rolling against an eighteen. Such a hit. So, so I still rolled a seven. Should I, should I do it again? No, you're fine. Okay. Hold on. You get more. Like so, if it was a minus, then it would be a lower threshold. But you'd still beat it at that point too. Why, why is he? Why is wait? So the enemy is giving him the plus four. Yeah. So why? rather than having me roll a bunch of stuff, so in the same way that your armor adds or minuses to this, the um the way enemies work in this case is they add or minus to your stuff. So to hitting them essentially, rather than having to go through a whole like oh does it beat their KAC or kind of their equivalent of whatever that system is, it's just if your role is absolute if you will so it's either you have a plus four to hit or you have a minus four to hit like so i guess i kind of put this in reference the basic robbers that got the kind of the four that stepped out of the th- out of the thing give you a plus four they have real bad they're they're bad at defending the guy mm. that came out with the double weapons he has a zero in defense meaning you don't gain or lose anything against that if it's a bigger monster, typically in this game, you get a mo- you, it's easier to hit, but then Hobbiton has higher armor to go along with that, and vice versa. Like, elves have a high defense, but low um, health, or low toughness. Does that make sense? Yeah, so I'm shooting that, I'm basically shooting at them at an advantage, because their armor yeah, is bad. exactly. Okay. Their ability to defend is bad, because again, like, your defense is more how quick you are, and how agile you are, and how well you, good you can dodge. They don't really have any armor, so... They have bad armor, I guess, is more the way of thinking of it. Sure. That makes sense. I just, it, it yeah. seemed odd that, like, the enemy would be giving you a better chance of hitting. That's, but that I, is how the system sense. works. Yeah, it's it's all player confirmed, which is what I like about it. It's all kind of, your roles are your roles. There's no, like, okay, that was a great role, but this thing has a ridiculous armor value, or it has the sneaky ability. It's, okay, you rolled, you got it, awesome. Or, you failed, okay. Moving on. Alright, so I hit with the crossbow. Yep. Nine damage. Nice. So I have marksman with adept, and that means if an attack deals damage, then the target is wounded, then I can make an accurate against strong test every time they attempt to move, and otherwise they're crippled. Nice. Yeah, so that guy got knocked down as part of this too. I'm assuming you want to go with the knockdown, or you want to do double damage or the extra damage. Um, in this case, I'll do extra damage. All right, so give me a one d four. Three. Nice, very nice. So that guy, you just kind of stuck full of arrows. He is not doing well. So he's bleeding out pretty severely. He's going a little bit pale, and none of that matters because we're back up to stout at the top of our order. So you've got these four guys busting, kind of busted the clearing with you. One of them got gored by five guys busted, and you've got one guy got, got gored by a deer. One of them's still standing. Everyone else has been knocked to the ground and has taken some amount of damage. Like it hurt. I'll go for the one that's still standing. All right, let's do this. So let's see an accurate. Um, right, you have uh, iron with iron fist. So let's see a strong. Or, strong. Yep, you get a plus four on that still. Six out of nineteen. So that does 11 damage. 
That's including all the modifiers? Yep, 3d4. Unsurprising, he gets just hammered to the ground. He took massive damage off that. Like, he is... He went from standing to just... I guess, let me ask. You want to do double damage? You got to knock him down. Double damage. Sorry, not double. Extra damage. So, 1d4 for extra, extra damage. damage. Yep. 1d4 for extra damage. Yep. <laughs> it's a mighty blow. He is... His, his bell is wrong. He's not looking so great. Uh, yeah, it... Wow, kind of thing. So it's the guy with the, it's the guy with two swords or two weapons turned to go. He's going to stand up and try and take a swing at the deer that just gored him. <gasps> no, he better not. Any defense roll at? Nope, just a defense roll. No modifiers. All right. Defense thirteen. So. I got a five. Alright, yeah. Nice dodge. Uh, Marthal, you get to return the favor now? Yeah. Well, um... Actually, Marthal's gonna dart away. Alright. So in three, gets a free attack as part of that, but these guys aren't great, so... So do I roll defense again? Yep. Alright. This time, though, I failed with a 20. All right, so you're going to take eight. He's going to take eight points of damage. He gets him with both axes, or both weapons. Well, Marthal does have armor. All right. Uh, It is uh, 1d4 flexible. We probably should have established that when he showed up. Yeah, okay, let's roll that now. Well, I negate one of them. All right. So, so he's gonna get knocked down as part of that. You only you so you subtract so he takes seven seven points of damage and just gets this guy's mighty double weapon so he just gets knocked to the ground. He's barely like, under yeah. my pain threshold of eight, but uh, definitely takes a mark out of their toughness. That's almost half. Damn. All right. Ow. I know I'm. In, I know who I'm attacking. Now. Yeah. All right. So the bandit that uh, got hit by. Stout's going to try and make an attack on him now. Give me a defense at plus four. 19 out of 13 enemy hit. Enemy hits. And how much did you negate? Five. Yeah, so your armor just eats all of the weapon damage off that. It just kind of glances off. It's good armor in that case. All right, so you take no damage from that. Next bandit, the um, remaining bandits are going to kind of go back to their ranged attack approach on Skutzmer, Roja, and Gorin. So let's everyone give me a defense. One of them's at disadvantage or still on the ground or something. Oh, you're right. Yeah, all of them are on the ground at this point. I, my bad. Um, so they're all going to stand up and do the ranged attack again thing. Bandit three's at disadvantage. Yeah, if one right, of them yes. tries to move, they have yeah, to beat my three. accurate, right? Yep, so you get to do that again. That's a strong, oh. correct? Accurate versus strong, yeah. Um, that means you get to uh, roll to minus one for that. So you actually would have failed that. Okay, so yeah, it doesn't quite get it. Yeah, failed, okay. All right. All right, and then do you want us to roll defense, you said? Yep. So you're, I'm going to give you the benefit of your evil eye, of your curse on it. Meaning? 
that's a uh, plus two essentially, right? I, I don't know. What does your curse do again? Uh, he's at disadvantage, so like he he he, it's roll twice and. Oh, gotcha. So let's roll. T- yeah, yeah so roll twice. Well, it says so. It says um, gives an enemy a second chance to fail all success tests meant to affect the mystic. So that means I roll twice. You're yeah, saying you always roll. Okay. And then, um, and if if one of them's a failure, we take the failure. So by putting a modifier on this. Yep. What modifier? No, no modifier. No. Okay. Uh, that, so we're going to roll that again because that was a hit. Enemy missed. Yeah, so he misses. All right. Gorin and Roja. Let's see those rolls. So we're rolling at plus three. Yep. No, um, no, you have no modifier. My bad, my bad. Oh, um... Uh, I failed and only rolled a one for my armor. Yeah, so Gorin, uh, you successfully negate the ar- you successfully negate the damage completely. It's only three points of damage. Okay. Roha, you take two points of damage. It's just kind of a crude throwing weapon. Hits you hard. <laughs> uh, Scutsmer, it's now your turn to resp- respond. Okay, I'm going to shoot a different one other than Bandit 3. Is the big one up? Uh, yeah. yeah. I'm going to shoot the big one. All right. And I'm adding nothing to my attack, right? Let me or double check. On... No, you that, said he um... had zero. Yeah. No, wait, he gets a plus four. You get plus four on that. Okay, well, then that would have passed. Yep, that hits. So you said the big one has a zero. Okay. He um, has a zero for accurate. There's no modifier to his attack. Okay, so then, because that rolled a failure in here, should I, add, should I just roll the damage separately? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay, so it's just a d10, right? Yep. Just one d10. Seven points of damage. And he has... Three armor, so that's now four points of damage. He is not doing good. That That hit him hard. Did knock him over again, but he's not doing good. Roha, you're up. Yeah, good. I get to kill him. Um, I would like to rush him. All right. Using my spear and my power, uh, Revenant Strike, which allows me to roll an additional d4 of damage if I hit. All right. So, this is accurate. Do I get any bonuses with my accurate? Um... You get a plus four because it's on this dude. He's got bad defense. I got a five out of 17. It's a success. And because I'm a polar master, my damage is a D8. All right. And then I get to add D4 for a total of nine damage. The base damage is more than if you just skewer this dude. With a, uh, it, the, my spear tip glows with, like, a radiant heat. Not quite like the flaming witch fire, but almost like an angry coals. Like, brimish stonish color. Mm. Alright, so that, that's a magical spell that got used, though, as part of there, though, right? Yep, and I need to roll corruption. Uh, yep. I got three. Where are you at compared to your threshold right now? <laughs> I'm close. Yeah, I figured as much. I'm at seven. I'm at seven. I'm not totally over, but yeah. 
Goran, you're up. Like, who's the healthiest looking bandit? I'm going to shoot that one. Ah, uh, bandit number three or bandit number four is probably the healthiest. No one's looking healthy though. Yeah, so I'll I'll shoot at three. All right, and it's a plus four. Yep. Ooh, close. Seventeen out of eighteen hit damage four. It does some damage. Doesn't not not a huge hit of damage on him though. Back to the top though, Stout, you're up. You've um. The guy with two weapons is dead. There's two. There's four guys kind of now about. What's the plan? Uh, I'll try to keep working on the one I was working on. All right. And I forget, this is no modifier, right? No, this is a plus four. This is a plus four. Yeah. That gets four out of 19 to hit for a whopping 15. This guy just splatters. As you swing down on him. Like, you just drive him directly into the ground, and now they're down to three bandits. And they look at you, do some quick addition, kind of look around. Um, uh, The guy with two swords is dead. One of them is now dead. And uh, they they seem scared. Uh, But so, Marthal, you're up. Well, wait, I just went. Oh, no, Rohal went. Yeah, Marthal. Yeah. Uh, well, Rohal, he was running into the woods, so yep. he's going to basically pull back. And what I'm trying to do is, um, have have they jumped up to run away? or uh, They haven't started to run yet, because it's not their turn yet, but they're looking scared at this point. All right, so Marthal's basically moving around to cut off their retreat. All right. Just kind of positioning himself. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You, you want to call that delayed action, or you want to call that just... Yeah, yeah, I'll call that a delayed action, just right. attack. So the way delayed actions in this work is it will forever shift Marthal's order within combat. So that's you're fine with that? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine right, with that. Cool. So what are you waiting for? Uh, basically, I'm waiting for the first one to make a bolt to run All away. Right. Cool. And I'll attack that one. And you won't have to l- wait long, because bandit number two kind of does the addition in his head and just takes off running as far as he like, as fast as he can away from all of you into the woods. Alright. Do you want me to roll Marthal's attack? Yep. Alrighty. Marthal had an accuracy. Oh, did I get a bonus? Yeah, you got plus four. Oh, okay, in that case I do hit. Uh, all right, that would have so... been a uh, 15, so 12 out of 15 does hit. All right. What's the damage? He does only 1d6. He does 4 damage. So that is enough. The first one that managed that started to flee just this deer runs him down and you kind of hear maybe something inside of him just snap or squish with a meaty just as a puff goes through him or something. The remaining two bandits see this and just take off running at this point. Bandit 3 has to overcome my accurate. I thought they overcame it once, so it's now gone. I shot the other one and did damage. Oh, fair enough. You're right. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, No modifier. Yeah, so it's a minus 1. No, sorry, minus 1 on that. Oh, failure. Yep, yeah, so they take off running. I will give... um, Got some more Roha and Goran. One last kind of thing they want to do is these guys are booking it out of there. What are you each going to do? Well, I have a question. So, just this is um, 
I'm not sure if you okay. So for the curse, it says uh, one. Uh, let's see that the enemy has a second chance to fail all success tests meant to affect meant to affect well, meant to affect the mystic, which is me. Yeah. Um. I I don't know if it. But my question is, the effect is ongoing until the mystic fails a resolute test. Am I supposed to be rolling resolute? You are. Every turn? Yes. Yes, you are. Oh, okay. Or is it just like until a resolute? T- okay. So should I have rolled resolute last turn? Yeah, it doesn't. It's not going to matter in this case because these guys are fleeing. But all right, I want to shoot the guy that's um, bandit three in the heel. All right, or something. Shoot him in the. I I want to. Sh- I want to disable him, not kill him. All right. Okay. So do I have to do anything special with that? Not seeing accurate still. Well, am I just rolling my attack or? Yeah. Okay, and I attack with vigilance as per my yep. uh, one of these things. <laughs> My sixth sense. Okay, so no modifier. Plus four. Ooh. Holy jeez. I rolled a one. Yeah, so you you go to you, you go to get this shot in. It's just a hell of a shot. Um does that actually kill him? No, so he is down on the ground in really bad shape. Uh he is screaming this arrow hits home he is bleeding bad and will probably die in an hour or two or so can we say it pierced his thigh or something sure i'll give it that flavor absolutely i head Uh, toward him yeah roha goran what are you doing um i'm actually not gonna do anything all right i'll take a i'll take a shot with the crossbow at the other person running all right plus four three out of 18 seven damage I'm not. I'm not trying to aim for a flag. Yeah. I'm just going for the back. <laughs> you still hit him, and you hit him. Hit him hard. And you hear him just scream in pain. But the the last of them escape out in the woods. They are fleeing as hard as they can. You hear them breathing heavy. Uh, if you were to inspect, you'd probably find some patches of blood where they dropped, like have either rushed up against trees or ran through some bushes or stuff. They are not being stealthy. They are running as fast as their bullet or not bullet. Um, they're they're arrow ridden, cursed stabbed bodies can take them and they're just fleeing as hard as they can we are out of combat and I'm heading towards bandit 3 yeah so while this is kind of, now that it's safe Yarkin kind of jumps down off the cart next to all of you and kind of looks around well I, I guess there were bandits in the woods um good show everyone um what, what way to uh, Way to handle those bandits. Damn. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, okay, cool. I'm going to go, I guess, search the carts while you do whatever you're going to do with that bandit, I suppose. Um, yeah. All right, so you're going off to talk to the bandit now. You're approaching the bandit. How is he laying? I'll say he like landed face first on the ground. He's trying to play dead. He's not doing it very successfully because he's just kind of breathing heavily and in horrible amounts of pain. This dude has multiple arrows in him. Are any of them broken? Nah. I'm not going to make you care about counting ammo, so don't worry too much about that. I pulled them out of him anyway. That's not... He's not a fan of that. <laughs> the fuck do you want? Cut through the back of whatever he's wearing to expose his back. What the shit are you doing? What the shit are you doing? I just let me die here. I put my 
non-dominant hand on the back of his head to push his face into the ground. Shut him up. So what are you trying to do at this point? Just I'm going to carve a rune into his back. Jesus, okay. <laughs> Brutal. Yeah. By, like, peeling away layers of skin. Jesus. Alright, so you're kind of carving into this dude. Oh, that'll take some time. He is just screaming as you do this. Uh, I guess in character, but not to the rest of the characters. I guess, why are you doing this? He attacked me. Fair enough. (laughs) I'm pushing his face into the ground to to try to muffle the screams. It's right into the dirt. He is loud, and he's not doing well. Uh, This may be enough to kill him ultimately, but yeah, he is... Alright, so, I guess, like, so... You're all watching this... Yarkin's watching this. Like he probably like, drops something he picked up of one of the cards just on the ground, like just turns pale at this sight. What's going through everyone else's head at this point? Eh. You should die in more pain. Goran's seen seen weirder, but is still pretty disturbed, I think. Yeah. A little affirmation that some of us were in. <laughs> We're in prison. You know? Maybe some I of mean. you were in prison for a reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. That's that. I think Stout's pretty mortified in general. This is yeah. unusual for his childlike mind. Yeah. yeah so let's actually talk about that for a second. So this is the first time any of you have seen each other in combat. We have Stout the Ogre who lit his hammer on fire. We have multiple kind of mystical people doing mystical things. Um, anyone have a reaction to that? Like, in the weirdest twist of fate, Gorin, the guy with one leg, is the most normal person here out of everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we like. Pretty odd group, but we fought pretty well as a first time. I like dear friend. And he likes you. Don't be personal. I guess yeah, that kind of out of out of character for a sec. How much damage? Like, how close was uh, Martha to having a serious problem? Uh, one. Jesus. Okay. Because I'm guessing going over your threshold's bad. Yes. Yeah. He's your, your threshold or your toughness. A uh, threshold. A uh, threshold is when you get knocked to the ground. Uh, that's just kind of on per hit basis. What was his toughness at after all the damage? Oh, 15. So you rolled 7, so he had another, you know, 8 left. Okay. Not terrible. Yeah, Threshold is just kind of on on a hit-by-hit basis. It only matters if it exceeds that. Then you get the extra damage you get knocked around. But yeah, wow. Okay. Is exceed or meet? Uh, Exceed. Oh, okay. Then he was... Yeah. That would be if a single hit had done... Yeah. Nine. Nine damage, I guess. Single hit has to do nine. All right. Yep. This game is all about exceeding. And what happens to our temp corruption? Do we keep that for the time being? Is that temporary corruption kind of goes away after combat? Uh, There's um, only your kind of uh, permanent corruption matters from kind of scene to scene, if you will. Like it's not going to go away till we're done with what you're doing here, so if you use more powers, then it'll keep stacking, but once the scene is over, your temporary corruption goes down to zero again. 
And then how does your like toughness work? Does that go away as well after combat? No, or? no, no, no. That that requires some healing, if you will. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah, Martha and me both need some healing. Yeah. I guess like anyone gonna do anything else? So uh, we have. Uh... I'm searching bodies. Okay. So Goran. All right, so you're gonna search the bodies. Yeah. I don't even bat the eye to the whole mutilating the person over there. That's that's going on. Alright, so as you're kind of looting through the bodies, you do manage to dig up kind of in the various pockets of the people you slayed. Uh twenty Ortegs. And some chewing resin and Ooh, chewing resin. Marthal has a problem with chewing resin. It's yeah. I mean, I'm trying to kick him of it, but just really big sort of. No, fair. You also find 14 kind of wimpy throwing weapons. They do 1d6 damage each. Uh, you know, I'll collect those up. Yeah. And then you said we had 20 pieces. That would be what? Five uh, each. Yeah. Five, five each. Piece. Yeah. I'll make sure everybody gets uh, their share, especially stout. Well, thank kind you. Of looking stout, stout like shinies. Yeah, so Ortegs are the middle currency. They're not the best currency, they're not the worst currency. It's not a bad haul for killing some bandits. Yeah? Yeah. That's about all you find. This is obviously kind of the decoy the bandits were using as a staging point to attack other caravans. Um, kind of wanting to be out of here and away from the flesh carving. Yarkin kind of ushers everyone back on to the cart eventually and kind of gets moving. He probably even actually starts moving before you all get back on, but slowly kind of moves to the clearing to get away from the screaming person. Yeah, you, you leave the album forwards without any incident. The bandits don't come back. You kind of see the occasional sign of them, maybe, of like some blood on a tree or some snapped foliage or something, but they're long gone. You don't have to care about them anymore, and you emerge kind of without a problem. And off way in the distance... As kind of the day starts to draw to an end, you get your first sight of Davakar. It's just a massive kind of wall along the horizon. It's just kind of this black strip at horizon level that just kind of, like, as the sun sets, it kind of hits that and just starts to vanish into nothingness as you look at it. And kind of way off in the distance again, kind of, you can see it just ever so far. There's a small flicker of something. Uh, it might be a fire, it might be a reflection, and you actually know it's a fire. So those of you that have been to Thistlehold before, that's probably definitely Gorin. Maybe probably everyone but Stout would recognize that as the beacon. One of the most famous parts of Thistlehold. A kind of navigational point for those in Davakar and around it. It's a giant bonfire on top of a tower designed to help people get out of the forest and make it back to Thistlehold alive. And it's it's way off this. You have another kind of day, if not a little bit more, of travel before you'll get there. But you can kind of see that off in the distance, at least. And, you know, you're close. Yorkin's very shaken by the day he kind of goes to bed early, leaves you all to kind of do what you will outside the tent. What's everyone doing? Some of you have taken some damage. Um, you've seen each other fight. Like, what's the, what's the mood like at this? Um, I'm definitely going to be attending to um, Marthal's wounds and myself 
Yeah, how's so, the like healing and getting rid of corruption stuff work exactly? So now the right of that scene, your temporary corruption is gone. If anyone exceeded their threshold, then you've taken a permanent point of corruption. But I don't think anyone did that, correct? Nope. All right, I yeah. didn't. Correct. Yeah, so no new corruption just yet. And just by sleeping, you will recover one point of toughness. You'll have to get some medicine or a remedy or kind of some vial of something to help boost the... None of you have medicus, right? Stout is not a physician. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I should have gotten that. Good, though. There's no reason you can't keep make one, honestly. Yeah, keep that in mind for future yeah. <laughs> future such a way since future yeah. <laughs> Nothing stopping that from being a thing. But yeah, so you all recover one point of toughness just by sleeping. Maybe you can get some help in Thistlehold to help patch you up or something. It'll probably cost a little bit of money, but... Hey, but hey, we got, you know, five... Where do we keep track of our current our monies? That's more of an inventory thing. In the equipment oh, yeah. bio, there's a little thing, yeah. What what kind of gold did we get? We got... Or tags. Or tags. All right, we got five of those. Not the most valuable, not the least valuable. Skestmer, so, yeah. I'll give you one of mine if you promise never to carve a rune in my back. I can't make that premise. <laughs> Fine, five Ortegs for you then. Yeah, no one's got questions about that for him? Uh, I, I definitely don't sit next to him at the fire pit. I will say that. No, fair. I'll ask him. So, uh, were you doing some kind of magic on that guy's back, or just, just satisfying an urge? Gotta ask. He, tra- he would have killed me. He would have killed any of us. I'm not into that. Yeah, but you, you could have killed him with your bow and called it a day. Yes. But I wanted him to suffer. And I want his soul to suffer, too. So does the rune guarantee a suffering soul kind of thing? Uh, that is my hope. You know, we all we all want people to suffer, and I respect you for just uh, calling it how it is and doing what you want. Also, uh, you know, uh, if there are more bandits and they find that bandit, they're probably not going to follow us. That would probably stout me, too. Anyone got anything special before they go to bed that night, or just kind of passing out from the exhaustion and the fighting and all that? How do I put my hammer out, or does it just sort of... (laughs) Good question. It just kind of stops. Okay. (laughs) There's no dismissal required. Once you're out of combat, more it goes out kind of thing. Stout, are you going to bed? I gotta wait till the hammer's done. Has that hammer burnt out yet? <laughs> just leave it. So damn bright. <laughs> just shove it in a bonfire or something. Why is it lighting? Yeah, so nothing for anyone? Mm. Ain't no rituals for Gorin. Is eating people frowned upon? There's no rule one way or another about it. Um... I mean, we haven't really had any food in a while. So like, you can do some bushcraft, yeah. I can, yeah, I can do some. Do you want me to do that too? Am I the only one with bushcraft? I don't, 
I don't have be. bushcraft, so someone else could rustle up some grub. Stout's a big boy. He needs some nutrition. Yeah, we need to keep him fed so he doesn't try to eat my fourteen. Yeah, you'd be find some food again. Like it's nothing amazing. Like Nah, but you were in combat, you probably had your gear out. You you bring down a boar or something like that. You yeah, you you eat pretty well for this kind of thing. You're amped up, if you will, on the bloodlust of today. Okay, so if he can carve runes into people and get better food, then I'm I'm fine with that. Is that some kind of like hunting ritual? Right, no. Unrelated. All I'll say is please don't carve me or I will smash you. I have no intention of carving any ogres. Then we get along just fine. (laughs) 